Oliver from Rugby League, in my opinion, here, joined today by a very special guest from the Bradford Bulls. It is Reese Evans. How are you today, Reese? No, I'm good, thank you, Oliver. How are you? Yeah, I'm doing well. First order of business off the bat this weekend, back to the Oddsall Stadium for the Bradford Bulls going up against the York City Knights. Are you and the boys looking forward to it? Yeah, we're looking forward to it. Obviously, it's been a while since we've we've played at the stadium whilst it's been under reconstruction and obviously everything going on with COVID as well, not having fans in at all. So the fact that we're back now where, where, we, where we belong back at Oddsall and we can get, I think, 4,000 fans in, I can't wait. Yeah, that's absolutely awesome. Also going up against one of the teams that at the start of the season were tipped to be a contender in the championship. Of course, the York City Knights have got some Super League talent that have come into the side. You guys, I believe, are on a five-match winning run at the moment too. How do you see this matchup? Yeah, it's going to be a tough tough day at the office. They're in some form as well. And like you say, they've got some some ex-Super League players and Ryan Atkins and, and stuff like that. So it's going to be a physical game and it's a bit of a derby. We've had some tough games in the last few years. So looking forward to it. Yeah, um, in the past few hours as well, Bradford have actually announced a signing duo on a two-week loan for now. Ollie Wilson and Ashton Golding from the Huddersfield Giants. Uh, what do you make of those appointments to the club? Well, they're both quality players. Ollie was at Bradford a couple of years ago as a youngster and went to Huddersfield because of the potential he's got and obviously looking forward to having him back. And, and Ash has been in the Super League for years and we all know what Ash can do. So they're going to both bring quality to our squad for hopefully this weekend. Yeah, definitely. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing how you guys go with those additions to your squad. Moving on and talking about you now, uh, coming through the ranks, obviously, at Warrington, but I believe before that, uh, you and your brother dabbled a bit in rugby union growing up. Uh, I believe that to be true. Uh, tell us a little bit about that experience. Yeah, we're, we're me and my brother originally from South Wales, so there's it's a rugby union heartland down there. So we didn't start playing rugby league till we was about twelve years old and got scouted through the school system, and then decided to take the opportunity to go to Warrington at the age of fourteen and give it a crack, really, being a professional rugby league player. Yeah, so once you get to Warrington, obviously coming through the ranks there, I believe it's in 2010, you'd actually make your debut in Super League for the Wolves. What was that like? Yeah, it's obviously like any debutant, you're nervous and you wanted to do well and prove that you can play at that level, really. And obviously you're going from playing, I think I was 17, you're going from playing against lads your own age, against it's men 10, 15 years older than you, so you just want to just prove that you're good enough, really. Yeah, well, throughout your time at Warrington, you'd have a, a few loan spells in between, but between 2010 and 2017, you were a Warrington Wolf, over 100 games for the club. What did playing for Warrington mean to you and the area of Warrington itself? Oh, it was massive for me. Obviously, they, they brought us up and looked after us from a young age and you just wanted to represent the jersey and do the town proud, and they've got a great fan base there, and um, it was a time when we were bringing in very good quality players like Adrian Morley and Matt King. So you wanted to learn as much as you could off them and, and try and help the club them to winning honours. Yeah, now obviously a couple of sour moments, I guess, uh, at Warrington, losing a Challenge Cup final and a Super League final. However, I want to focus on the positives. Is there one moment in particular or one year, one match that you would put above the rest during your long stay at Warrington? I guess, what's your favourite memory from the club? Probably my favourite game would have been when we played Brisbane Broncos in the World Club Series. 
Um, I think we went into underdogs as that. We'd just come off that year where we'd lost in both finals, which was obviously devastating for the squad. We'd, we'd been one of the best teams throughout the year and we just fell short. And I think that was another big big game for us to put it right. And I think just on, on the day, we couldn't have played any better. And to just, I think we were the first English team to win a game during that World Series since it came into came in. So that was a special moment. Then afterwards, just walking around and just the fans going going by me and just really enjoying it, really. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, after your long stay at the Warrington Wolves, you would spend a season at the Lee Centurions before moving on to the Bradford Bulls. How did that move to Bradford come about? Um, well, John John Kerr, who's still coach now, was a Wales coach, so we'd spoken and we'd, we'd, we knew each other quite well. So going to, to Bradford was a no-brainer, really, and I've enjoyed it ever since I've been there, really, with John. He's a really good bloke to work with as a person as and as a coach as well. Yeah, now I believe during the 2019 season, you didn't get to play the full year due to injury. However, in 2020, you'd find yourself going out on loan to the Leeds Rhinos of all clubs, um, traditional rivals of Bradford. I just wanted to know how that came about, especially because the two clubs are rivals, obviously because it was, you know, a loan deal and both clubs were involved. I take it that there wasn't much animosity from either side and you were sort of okay making that transition? Yeah, absolutely. I think there's a good relationship between the clubs now and um, it all came about because the head coach at Leeds, Richard Agar, was an assistant at Warrington whilst I was there and we got on really well and um, they just wanted some some cover and it, it worked out for both clubs and it was an opportunity for me to, to go back and potentially play Super League again, which I got a handful of games in, which was nice for a while as I hadn't played Super League for a good couple of years. So, Really enjoyed the experience at Leeds, um, but I'm glad to be back now at Bradford and playing more regularly and hopefully helping the club prom- uh, get promoted this year. Now, after that period out of Super League, going back to play a few games at Leeds, was it any more difficult than it had been in the past? Was it a different sort of game or did you just sort of get back into it seamlessly? Um, it was a little bit different for us because my first game was after the six again rule was introduced. So obviously that quickened everything up and um, obviously adapting to the new rules. But I think it's like any, it's like riding a bike. The more you do it, the more comfortable you come with it. And I think at the end of playing them five games, I felt like I'd found my feet again. Um, but I think the, the championship is probably the hardest it's ever been. So the, the, the difference between both leagues probably isn't as much as it was five, yeah. 10 years ago. Uh, and you've got quite a lot of championship teams that on their day could give Super League um, teams a good a good game like yeah well you're back at the Bulls now obviously and you guys are well and truly in form on your last five games uh, what's the feeling around the club at the moment it's obviously positive but this is a run of form that we've seen from the Bulls uh, their best run of form I'd argue the past couple of years everything seems to be clicking the signings are all playing well it'll be interesting to see how the two blokes coming in from Huddersfield fit into that as well um, yeah, what's the feeling been around the club ever since getting on this role? It's been positive. Like, obviously, when you're winning, everyone's got smiles on their faces and the atmosphere training is really good. And you just want to continue that and, and, and keep the run going, really. So we've got a tough period now, obviously, starting with York this week. And then I think we've got Newcastle, Featherstone and Toulouse. So it's, it's a big month for us, playing teams in and around where we are. And we've got to make sure that we do the job this week first and then move on to that. Well, yeah, Featherston and Toulouse in particular, I believe, are both undefeated at the moment. 
have you guys taken any extra time I guess at training to study those two teams or one of those two teams and try and see how you match up I guess against the two top sides in the competition because I believe you guys are currently third uh, just below those guys with the one loss so has that been a focus at all or have you guys dedicated any time to sort of scouting those teams? We did play Featherstone in um, in the Challenge Cup at the start of the year, so we have played against them recently. But as you know, every you take care of the opposition you've got this week, and yep. our, our sole focus has been on York, and hopefully we can get the job done this week, and then Newcastle the week after. They've, they've been playing well as well, and then we'll look at them teams near, near the time. Uh, well, obviously, um, your time on the field at Bradford, at least recently, has been really good. But I want to know about your time, I guess, in the city of York in general, I take it you didn't have to move at all when you got that loan move to Leeds, which would have been handy. Um, what's it been like living in the area since signing with Bradford? Um, well, I currently still live in Warrington. So I still yeah. live in Warrington and commute over. So um, when I was at Leeds, I used to travel over with Rob Louie. So me and him, we got on really close. Rob's a great character. And then with my brother now re-signing at Bradford, we, we share and travel over. But... Um, it's always always a fun drive going over the Pennines, going over there. But um, Bradford's a great city, and I think it's a great place. But you know, everyone lives and breathes rugby league, um, and I think whenever when we can get a full crowd in Swansea, even with just four thousand this week, it's going to be it's going to be rocking, and um, I think it's going to be great for the city. Uh, it's going to be amazing. I mean, it's not only the return of fans, I guess. Uh, Bradford fans at least to a home game it's re the return of the Oddsall um, I know that there are plenty of people buzzing about it that I've seen online but I do also want to bring up your brother because he actually signed with the club at the start of the year what's it been like having him at the Bulls? It's been great like we, we obviously played together at Warrington and we haven't before coming back to Bradford we hadn't played with each other for five years so he'd, he'd gone over to Toulouse and played for Toulouse for a couple of years and really enjoyed it but with obviously the pandemic going on and difficulties with travel, it was it was an opportunity for Ben to come home and, and we really enjoy playing with each other because um, it's been so long and hopefully that will continue for a long time. Yeah, well, that's great to hear. I want to move over now to your international career, a Welsh international. Uh, what has it meant for you representing Wales? Oh, it's everything. I think when you when you when you're born in Wales, that is your that is your goal as a young as a young kid is to to put the Welsh jersey on. And I had the opportunity in 2013 in the World Cup with my brother. And other, if we're talking um, national moments, that was the biggest moment for me standing there at the Millennium Stadium, curtain raiser of the World Cup, stood next to my brother singing the anthem like you can't beat that um, kind of thing. And um, I know like that was a day when my mum was crying because it was kind of like it was a one of her goals when we both said we wanted to do be rugby league players. So, so we enjoy playing for Wales and like, you know, they're a great group of lads. And when, and when we go on, on camp and we, we go on, on tours, that is the best bit being with the lads and catching up. Like you've not seen them in a while. So, and, and obviously then going out and playing, it's, it's what more can you ask for? Yeah. Well, you've also represented Wales in a modified version of the game in the world cup nines in 2019 here in Australia in Parramatta, I was lucky enough to attend that event. Uh, what was that like, you know, going to the other side of the world to represent your country in a, a bit of a different style of the game? Yeah, it was, it was brilliant. Like, obviously, any any time to go and play in Australia, it's, it's amazing, isn't it? And then, obviously, to play in the inaugural nines, I think no one knew what to expect, whether it was going to be a success. Like, 
Um, we hadn't played much nines over here, so we were kind of going in, we're just chanting around and see how we go. And so really enjoyed it. And to win the last game against Lebanon was was great. And, you know, really enjoyed the trip. Yeah, so you talk about, obviously, jumping at the opportunity to get to play in Australia. You brought up before playing for Warrington against the Brisbane Broncos. Was there ever a time in your career where you were possibly looking at making a move to the NRL or had offers or NRL clubs sniffing around at all? Um, never had any offer. I was always contracted to Warrington. We went over to Warren, um, Australia with Warrington a couple of times on pre-season tours and did some 13 on 13 against some of the NRL teams and really enjoyed that. But there was never any serious interest because I was under contract and um, at the time I was concentrating on getting the first team quite regularly. Um, but if I'd had the opportunity, would have loved to have gone and done it. I think you look at some of the English lads who've gone over there and, and been really successful. I think you you ask most players over here, they'd, they'd love to give that a crack and would never turn it down. Yeah, so I want to move away from rugby league a little bit now. You, you're obviously doing great things outside of the game. I've purposely not looked too much into it because I'd love to hear from you. You've gotten into the mortgage world. Um, that's what I'm going to say, but... Yeah, tell us about your ventures outside of rugby league because it seems like you're doing some great things. Yeah, it was just it was just something I wanted to do. I, a colleague of mine who I used to play rugby with, James Green, had started it a couple of years ago, and we've we've kept in touch. And I'm starting to think about life after rugby and what I would like to do. And um, and I've been talking to him, and he said, "Why don't you give it a go?" So for the last six months, I've just been training and trying to get everything build up my knowledge, and then I qualified a couple of weeks ago. So and really looking forward to getting stuck into it and, and helping people find their first home. Like, you know, we all, we all aspire to um, eventually move out and, and be independent and, and live our own own house. And if I can help anyone in that aspect, then I'd love to do that. Yeah. Awesome. Well, before we finish up, just a, a few quick fire questions. One of them I've actually just come up with off the top of my head. If you had to, you could only go back and play one of these games either the game for Warrington against Brisbane or that opening game in the 2013 Rugby League World Cup, which would you choose? Um, I'd probably pick the World Cup one because if we could have won that game at the Millennium Stadium, I think it would have kick-started us into doing well in that group. Unfortunately, we lost to it at the time. and They had they had some sensational players playing from the Minichella brothers, Tedesco, um, like you know, it was a tough, tough side to play against. But I think if I could change the result on that one, that would be the one probably. Other than the two finals that we lost for Warren as well. <laughs> Thus far, who is the best player you've played against? Um, probably the best player would be Sean O'Loughlin. I don't think I've ever seen a player have an impact on the team quite as much as him. Um, he didn't play for six weeks before we played Wigan in the grand final and came back in and, and run the show. Um, and it might have been a different scoreline had he not played. Um, so, yeah, I'd have to say Sean. Thus far, who is the best player you've played with? Best player I've played with is, um, it's a tough one, but it would probably be Michael Monaghan. Um, I think he's one of the smartest wee players I ever played with. Um, put his body through everything, looked after himself and was just super consistent every game. And like we talk about Cameron Smith being a, a, a player coach. He was kind of like that for us when he was at Warrington. He run the show on the field as well as with Libre is. And, you know, he was he was sensational at that time while he was there. 
Yeah, well, this one's uh, for our Aussie listeners that are predominantly NRL fans. Last question here. If you had to pick any NRL club to come over and play for, who would you choose and why? Um, I'd probably pick Penrith at the moment because I can't yeah. start winning, um, to be honest. But um, when we came over, we did some training with Manly um, when we went over to Warrington and they had a really nice setup and it looks like a really nice spot to live as well. So, um, yeah, probably at the time, I probably would have gone to Manly. But if you're picking now, I'd say Penrith. Did Michael Monaghan have a hand in that um, that setup with Manly? Um, well, he was originally from Manly, yeah. wasn't he? So, and um, so yeah, he was in and around it. And obviously, I know he's done some coaching since. So, um, so I imagine so, yeah. Yeah, well, Reese, thank you so much for your time. Well, this evening for you, uh, this morning for me over here. Um, it's been a pleasure to chat to you and I wish you the best of luck for the rest of the season with Bradford and with your off-field endeavours as well. As I said, you seem like you're absolutely killing it um, and I'm looking forward to seeing what you get up to in the future. No, I appreciate it, Oliver. Thank you for that and thanks for giving up your time as well. No worries and I want to thank you, uh, all the listeners. And before we go, a quick word from our sponsors at Champ Mouthguards. Well, guys, I'm here with Jem from Champ Mouthguards. How are we today, Jem? Good, mate. Thanks for having me on your podcast. Uh, well, thanks for jumping on board and sponsoring Rugby League, in my opinion. Look, first of all, I wanted to ask, how did this all start? Uh, how did Champ Mouthguards uh, start in the beginning? What was, I guess, the idea behind it and how has it gotten to where it is today? Yeah, it's a good question, mate. It's quite funny. Um, most businesses, I guess, start from something and I guess you just look at uh, um, how Apple was created out of a garage and to where Apple is now. And it's a similar story, to be honest with you. Um, there's two directors in Champ Mouthguards, myself and my business partner, Urson. Uh, my background was in rugby league as well. I was a player and a coach as well. I actually um, was fortunate enough to get involved in the representative coaching at South New Rabbitohs. Okay, um, nice. Yeah, I was assistant coach under Willie Peters, um, Arthur Katinas, who was an ex-first grade coach with South, um, as well as uh, Matt King as well. Um, yeah, so I was kind of fortunate enough to be around these kids that are now playing first grade, which is great to see. Um, and then basically my business partner had the dental background, so he owns a dental surgery and his father owns a laboratory as well, so it's in their blood, um, the dental scene. So we just basically put both heads together. We use my network and his skills and his qualifications, and that's how it started. Yeah, nice. I believe you guys are actually partnered with the West Tigers and St. George Illawarra Dragons as their official mouth guard. Uh, how did that come to be? Mate, um, it's just um, going out there and, and basically explaining who we are, what we're all about. Um, Josh Atherton at the West Tigers was a great believer in, in what we had to offer. Um, apart from just making mouth guards, we also love to give back to the community. And that's how we started uh, really well at the early stages. So um, in the South Sydney district, a lot of the grassroots clubs I had an affiliation with, uh, whether it be me as a player or, um, you know, just in the community itself. So I had an understanding of what these guys needed in terms of raising funds to give back. So um we had that sort of model that we pitched the West Tigers that we'd love to give back to the community and that's what they're all about. So they had a bit of belief in us and that's where the opportunity come from. Yeah. Uh, how about the Dragons? So the Dragons basically uh, was just an opportunity that I seen. I had a, uh, a chat 
with one of the other players um, who's a brand ambassador of ours, um, Jess Sergis. Um, Jess Sergis, as you know, plays with the women's at the Dragons and her boyfriend's with Lomax as well. Um, we did uh, Zach Lomax's mouth guard. He loved it. And um, it was just an opportunity through that, basically, that got us in the door. Jem, why should players or parents of players out there be opting to go with champ mouthguards uh, over other competitors? That's a good question. Um, there's two types of mouthguards, as we know. You, it's the ball and bite that you get from, say, Rebel or from the chemist. Uh, most of the time, the kids or even adults tend to just leave them in their sock because it's not comfortable. Um, so it's important to get a custom-made mouthguard. That's something that I, I like to push to a lot of the parents or or players out there who have never had one before. Um, and the reason why I would suggest you come to Champ Mouthguards is because we actually specialise in making mouthguards particular to your sport. So um, whereas a dentist might give you over-protection, overkill, and it's going to be too thick in your mouth and you're not going to be able to breathe, yes, your teeth will be protected, but it's not really practical. So... Our mouth guards are practical, they protect you and allows you to breathe and make sure that you're still being able to perform at your, your peak performance. Yeah, so I guess you could say protection and comfort and that's what gets champ mouth guards over the line uh, over your competitors. Yeah, one little extra thing as well, I'm not sure if anybody's jumped on our website, but we've got a cool 3D customizer. So you can actually jump on our website and uh, it's the first one in the world actually. Um, in terms of the mouthguard 3D customizer, you can actually see what your mouthguard's going to look like before you actually purchase it. And there's a whole heap of graphics that you can choose from our builder. Um, or you can upload from your own camera roll or any image off your phone and customize it to your liking as well. Yeah, well, I've certainly had to play around with it and made a rugby league, in my opinion, mouthguard. I'll have to start playing sport again so I can actually rep it. Um, uh, but I'm proud to announce that we've actually got a discount code. Uh, with Champ Mouthguards, 10% off if you use the discount code RILIMO, that's R-L-I-M-O-10. So RILIMO10, R-L-I-M-O-10, 10% off your purchase at Champ Mouthguards. Jem, thank you so much for your time today. Thanks for having me, mate. Appreciate it.